Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Unlearning, a podcast created to help unlearn negative behaviors and help us be the people our younger selves needed. We are delighted to share our growth journey with you and we hope you love this as much as we do. Love, Fatima, Aisha, and Hawa. Welcome to the first episode of the Unlearning. I don't know why I'm so excited. I'm Aisha, and with me today is... <laughs> Before we go into today's topic, which is self-sabotage, I'll tell you the story behind this podcast. On a random day, I messaged Fatima and Hawa, and I was like, what do you think about starting a podcast? And they were like, yeah, sure, let's do this. We created a page and everything. Talk about impulsive. But we've been postponing this because we haven't had time, honestly. Hawa is a med student. And if you're one or you're friends with one, then you probably know how busy they are. We've been trying to figure out a way to make it work, but we have different time zones and we're never free at the same time. So it's been a struggle, but we're finally here. Alhamdulillah. We're definitely newbies to this. So, um, the way this is going to work is three of us can't always be around. So, sometimes it might just be two of us, other times just one person. And there will also be times where we'll have guests. But we're hoping that by the next episode, inshallah, Hawa will be here. We don't want to make any empty promises. Yeah, we'll just try to make it work. Anyway, on today's topic, self-sabotage. Hmm. <laughs> What is self-sabotage and why do we do it? We're all guilty of this, honestly. Mm, So So what is self-sabotage? Behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it interferes with long-standing goals. Okay, so there was this research that was carried out by this woman called Miriam Dangsaiga, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So she's actually like self-help. And she was trying to understand why her clients self-sabotage a lot. And she basically narrowed it down to two theories, the resistance syndrome and the upper limit problem. So when she was talking about the resistance syndrome, she was trying to talk about how resistance is a safety mechanism that is common in all human beings. So just because you feel the need to resist, it doesn't make you like weird or abnormal or anything like that. Like it's perfectly normal. However, the first step is just accepting that when you want to do new stuff or, yeah, basically when you want to do new stuff, there will always be that kind of push or resistance because you're having to go out of what is the quote-unquote norm for you. And it's like you're stepping out of your comfort zone. I know, like, if you're stepping out of that zone, everything basically seems dangerous. And then she was also talking about the upper limit problem, which is the assumption that there's a limit to the joy you can get. And it's kind of with you kind of forget that like is this kind of thing you forget that at the end of the day like Allah is the Lord of abundance yeah kind of put yourself in this kind of box where you think that there's a limit somewhere to the kind of things that you should get and maybe like by the time you get these things you're not self-sabotaging and trying to like what's the word Aisha um what word are you looking for like limiting yourself yes yes that's limiting yourself based on limiting beliefs and it's mostly a self-imposed limit yeah. and 
it basically tries to pull you back into your comfort zone. So it could also be due to the fear of potential failure. So you just think to yourself, okay, if there's a possibility that I'm even going to fail, might as well not even try. So yeah. now how do you deal with resistance syndrome? Now, if you know me, you know that I always talk about honesty talk like as much as I can. So then <laughs> I think I don't know if it's one about action or which one. Which one is it? Which one is it? I don't remember. But she had this episode where they're trying to talk about um how like you think of your the talents that you have, for instance, as gifts. So now you know that like if someone gives you a gift, obviously you're so so eager to open it. So you think of that we like, okay, Allah has given me XYZ and I seem to be good at this. So like now that he has given me this, how can I open it to be in a way that like it is ingratitude and servitude to what he has given you. And I think there's also this misconception that really own up to the fact that you're good at certain things. It means that you're being arrogant. But you also need to understand that humility is not the same as mining your strengths. Like, yes, you're good at this. Alhamdulillah, take note of that. You're bad at that. Alhamdulillah, either way. Where you have strengths, you also have weaknesses. And then how do you deal with the upper limit problem? So... I mean, according to the internet, it's not like we know all these things. Though, but like, <laughs> well, so I think the first step will be being able to identify your subconscious programming. Like, just I think it just comes down to being self-aware, honestly. Like, yeah. Thing. And it gets annoying because it's like, you know how you realize you do this particular thing and then you're like, okay, I've started working on this. That's, and then out of nowhere, another thing will just come. And you're like, again? <laughs> <laughs> awareness honestly <laughs> you know but once you come in there's no going back honestly so yeah you could try by identifying your patterns and you can also try to make an inventory of how well you have dealt with like things that have happened with you in the past like maybe if something good happens to you like how well have you dealt with it or how badly yeah. and then also try to release your guilt by practicing behavior that is antidote to your wounding. So let's say, for instance, you have a problem with... There are many people that have problems with owning up to their accomplishments. Hmm. Actually, we talking about this the other day. Like, when you yeah. finished... Tell yeah. us about like, how you finished uni, and I was trying to tell you how, like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. It's a big deal and everything. And you were like, at first, you didn't want to accept it. Because you're just trying to overlook it. Fatima, I remember, I think I was telling you about how I've been undermining my accomplishments. Mm. Like, I just don't see finishing uni as a big deal anymore. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's basically self-sabotage, and I don't even know why I do it. Mm. Like, why do we do it? Like, why Mm. do we undermine Mm. our accomplishments? Good question. Like, why do we do it? Honestly. So, Fatima, should we move on to the questions? Move on. <clears throat> okay. Guys, we made a list of questions. The first is, how do I know I'm self-sabotaging? Examine whether your behaviors are aligned with your long-term goals. What are the different forms of self-sabotage? 
People can stand in their own way for countless different reasons. Common types of self-sabotage involve procrastination, perfectionism, (laughs) relationships, work, finances, time, and change. Why do I always procrastinate? People procrastinate on tasks that in some way evoke anxiety or distress. Putting Mm. the task off allows people to avoid those negative emotions, even if if it also prevents them from accomplishing long-term goals that would bring happiness or fulfillment. Mm. Why do I always put myself down? Self-effacing behavior can emerge when people have trouble believing in their own abilities. Okay, this is definitely my soap. (laughs) A problem for... (laughs) <laughs> a problem for women in particular, extreme modesty can hinder success by derailing one's own confidence and by hindering other people's confidence in you. How do I prevent this? Documenting and analyzing behavior is a key component of preventing self-sabotage. How do I identify my triggers for self-sabotaging behavior? Harmful thought patterns can occur without conscious processing. To uncover them, try and bring more conscious conscious awareness to your thoughts. Take notes whenever you feel a distressing emotion. What were you thinking right before that? Doing this exercise regularly can uncover your self-sabotage triggers. How do I stop sabotaging my success? Choose which pattern most hinders your success, such as procrastination, low self-esteem, or poor financial choices. Identify the triggers for that behavior and make a plan for actions to take instead. How do I stop procrastinating? It can be helpful to start a task without thinking about the entire project or timeline. And my final question, Fatima, this is for you. Hey. What stops you? What stops you from maximizing your potential? Um, I feel like for a lot of us, is there's this. I think it's a way of protecting yourself where you think that if you don't put in a lot of effort, then if it doesn't turn out fine, you'll be like, oh, yeah, on the bright side, it's not like I put in my all. Yeah. But see, that's not a good thing because the thing is, even if no matter how much you prepare yourself for the worst to happen, when it actually happens, are you going to be prepared? That's the question. Yeah. Just me not. So there was this thing that a friend shared with me about being able to approach things with a sense of amana and ihsan that means with a sense of responsibility and excellence basically so yeah. you just try to understand that like even if yeah you might put in the efforts and it might not work but just understanding that ultimately as my good sister says outcomes lie with allah so the yeah. only thing really control is the amount of effort you put into it and i think that that really helps because sometimes there's this mentality we have that okay i put in x efforts that means i must get x results yeah. and it because i mean life happens that if it works out that's good alhamdulillah and if it doesn't still alhamdulillah because what is going to be yours will be yeah. period, period. <laughs> i think it's the same thing for me honestly for me, it's the fear of giving something my all and it not working out at the end of the day. Like, yeah. if I don't give my all, I'll have an excuse at the end of the day or some sort of reason for failing or not succeeding at something despite trying so hard. So, yeah, Fatima, you're right. Mm. You're right. <laughs> so, guys, I think that's all for today's episode. 
Yeah, I think that wraps it up. Oh yeah, there's also this thing that a podcaster once said. She was like, just yeah. because you know doesn't mean you're not capable. So just give yourself permission to not know and just begin to try out new things. Don't just step for yourself in a box please. and allow you to be a beginner. Please. Because please. <laughs> let's say a few years ago you would have been like, Oh, um, this thing is not a like a particular thing is not your thing. And yeah. then curious to try it out like years down the line, but you already think, Well, I never said it was my thing, blah 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 blah. Okay yeah. now but now it is what are you going to do? <laughs> eh? <laughs> true, true. Is, we're, just, we're constantly going to evolve and just create space for yourself to be all these people. I mean you owe it to yourself. So yeah. Yeah. Like being so hard on yourself in God. Mm, life is not that deep. It is not that deep at all. <laughs> Okay, so I think we're actually done for now. Hopefully, by the next episode, inshallah, how we'll be here. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, what you say, and we'll see you in the next episode, inshallah. See Bye. you guys. Bye.